You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Just want to take this opportunity to wish you and your family the merriest of Christmases. Folks, we're at a pivotal time in our state, in our country. We have a state full of corruption, a sanctuary state being run into the ground by the forces of evil. But the light will come on Christmas Day, and the light will return in 2024. So during this difficult time, remember what this is all about, the birth of our Savior. Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening so much to the John DePietro Show. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he's our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dot. And Tim, this ruling in Colorado, um, you could already see that, um, I, I don't know where this leads. I don't think anyone knows where this leads. But this potentially could become a domino effect where I'm already seeing Michigan may now try to keep President Trump off the ballot. Uh, California's floating it. Um what happened in Colorado, and where does this go? Well, in in my view, whether whether like so many times we say it, whether you admire President Trump or you loathe President Trump, um, this is a very disturbing development from a legal perspective. Um, I I really think this is a bad precedent, no matter who your candidate is, whoever you like, whoever you don't like. Um, the theory that the Colorado Supreme Court went with is that President Trump is an insurrectionist uh, based upon his involvement with the January 6th events, period. Now, before this got to the um, Colorado Supreme Court, a lower court judge had said, no, the theory is not correct to keep Trump off the ballot because when you read uh, the 14th Amendment, I think it's Article 3, it talks about the categories of people who cannot, or, uh, the categories of people who cannot run for office as in, if they're insurrectionists in the offices for which they cannot run. And conspicuously absent from um, the description is the presidency. So the lower court judge said, I don't think this law applies um, to a president or a presidential campaign because the uh, 14th Amendment is silent and it, it, the president by name is conspicuously absent from this provision. The Colorado Supreme Court took the position more or less, well, it shouldn't be a get-out-of-jail card. And I think either they used it or commentators have been using that, that the president shouldn't be immune from the provisions of the 14th Amendment or somebody running for president if they have been deemed an insurrectionist. That gets into the very kind of gooey language that was involved in trying to interpret language that was drafted 150 years ago. The real problem with this is what does it take for someone to be determined legally an insurrectionist? Um, President Trump has never been charged with all the cases and all the courts all over the country. He has never been charged with insurrection. That's a crime. Right. You can be charged as an insurrectionist and if Trump had been charged as an insurrectionist and if he had been found guilty by a jury of insurrection, then the Colorado Supreme court would have had it right. But when there's been no filing of criminal charges, um, claiming Trump's an insurrectionist, it seems impossible that the U.S. Supreme Court will ever sustain what the Colorado Supreme Court has done. 
they, they, we still hopefully in this country have due process um, rights and due process protections. Just because I, someone looks at Trump and says he's an insurrectionist doesn't make that legally the case. I mean, we could read news reports. It's a little bit different and say, well, Joe, Joe Biden, you know, it should be subject to impeachment because the, the standard includes um, treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, he was accepting bribes through his son. That's not proven yet. No one has proved that. He hasn't been charged with that. So although some people might think it, it's not legally sustainable at this juncture. So if the... Uh, by analogy, right now, there's not enough crit critical evidence to find that uh, the president was taking bribes, this president. What? So, this whole, so, so to analogize, you might think it, but you can't prove it. Right. So with, with Trump's case, you might think it, but it hasn't been legally proven anywhere. And again, Trump said we're going to march peacefully to the Capitol yep. to make our um, opinions known. Now, unless they've got evidence that he was behind the curtain, you know, directing all of his um, subordinates to do this, that, and the other thing, um, he doesn't necessarily control, he doesn't control what the Proud Boys were doing and what other groups were doing and other groups coming into the uh, to the uh, capital from other parts of the country. I, I think that it's a real jump legally to say it's been shown that this uh, President Trump was an insurrectionist. There was no trial. There was just an application made in, in Colorado by a bunch of people who don't want Trump on the ballot to say he should be off the ballot. They didn't take any evidence. No court, none of the lower courts took evidence from any witness. Uh, they didn't present any evidence. They just argued the language of the 14th Amendment. So will that light a fire now, as you've pointed out, like places like Michigan and California trying to do the same thing? Well, the partisans who don't want Trump on the ballot anywhere will certainly follow suit and shop around for a jurisdiction where there'll be sympathetic judges who would go in the same direction that uh, Colorado has gone. But it seems to me that, well, clearly Trump will appeal this to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court has to act quickly. I mean, the first uh, Iowa caucuses are in January, followed closely by um, New Hampshire, then South Carolina, and yep. then they start to fall like dominoes. So if the Supreme Court sits on this and doesn't do anything, it's going to be a, um, a done deal that he'll be off the ballot. If they do take the case and if they do um, provide a quick um, opinion, I can't imagine for the life of me that they will ever sustain what Colorado has done here. Um, to me, what the Colorado court has done is a legal embarrassment. Um, and again, if you hate Trump, you should still be dreadfully concerned that a court would do such a thing. It's way, way outside of what any, I think, intelligent um, jurist should be doing in this situation. It's, it's way out. And Tim Dodd, now what happens if the Supreme Court won't pick it, take it up, take it up? Well, if they won't take it up, then the decision of the Colorado Supreme Court will stand. Trump will be off the ballot. And if the Supreme Court won't take it up, you can be sure that there'll be a flood of, of other states pushing as hard as they can to do um, something similar. I think Minnesota has already declined a petition in that state. Michigan's likely to go for it. California's likely to go for it. Um, I think the early speculation in Colorado is, well, we won't have a ballot. We'll go to a caucus system to try to do to try to do an end run around having an actual primary vote with actual ballots. They'll go to a caucus procedure, which could um, get around the Colorado Supreme Court's edict. But 
they should, a Republican primary should not have to change its rules and go to a caucus system to try to um, evade what I think will ultimately be deemed to be an unconstitutional decision by the Colorado Supreme Court. Folks, um, we, we speak with us. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's chilling. I mean, right now, the left, the media are crowing about, you know, how this is all appropriate, justified, the Trump's an insurrectionist. But there's no, the, the record is extraordinarily thin. Right. There's, there's been no due process, no charges filed. One day, this will, the shoe will be on the other foot. And I'm not looking forward to that day where something similarly egregious is happening to the left. If the Republicans make appropriate charges in more conservative jurisdictions, if the Republicans tried this on a similar, you know, theory, it would be equally wrong. It's just, it's just wrong. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead on legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252, 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. This is John DePietro. I just want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Folks, enjoy the season. Family and friends, we put up with a lot. Crumbling bridges, flooding corruption in government but enjoy yourself during this Christmas season and once again thank you for listening to the John DePietro show Merry Christmas one and all We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I just want to stay with this Trump off the ballot thing. Um, for his camp, as much as some, some are trying to say, well, this is good, it's more fundraising. It, I don't think it is. Now you see other states that may jump up. Let's just, let's go local. Let, what if in Rhode Island, where basically the General Assembly, uh, one-party rule, can do what they want. What if the Secretary of State, Governor McKee, they all the leaders get together and say, uh, based on Colorado, we're also going to. What what would prevent it? And I, I'm not convinced that there's any type of real Republican opposition locally that would be able to challenge them. Well, you make a good point, John, because in California, I believe it's the Secretary of State who has raised the specter that Trump should not be on the ballot on this insurrectionist theory. So if the Rhode Island Secretary of State were to say, we agree with Colorado. We don't think Trump should be on the ballot, and we're going to unilaterally remove him from the ballot. It would be up to whoever, the Republican Party, Trump supporters, the Trump campaign, some some individual or entity to file an appropriate cause of action in superior court or perhaps federal court and you know get this in front of a judge. 
or judges, either ultimately in front of the Rhode Island Supreme Court um, for the similar determination. What would our Supreme Court do? I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 I think we have um, a very credible Supreme Court here in Rhode Island. Um, um, they're all smart people, uh, all thoughtful people. I, I would never expect or suspect or presume that it would be um, a political outcome in the same way it appears that Colorado was more of a political outcome than a legal outcome. I, I think our Supreme Court would get it right. Yeah. If if it came to that, um, if I were Democrat Greg Amore, I might consider doing something like that. I think you'd, you know, would raise his profile. He'd have a lot of people. The people that would be against him would not be voting for him anyway. So it's something to consider. Now, Tim Dodd also. But one more thing about President Trump is, Tim, this certainly sets off uh, a period of uncertainty here because as much as he is steamrolling towards the nomination, his support keeps getting stronger and stronger. I mean, now they can't ignore this stuff. They're going to have to go and battle this in Colorado. They're going to have to battle this. In Michigan, they're going to have to battle this in California if other states pop up. And then and also suddenly I would imagine then, you know, they have to get ready to deal if the Supreme Court picks it up. Yes. And, you know, not it's not a legal issue, but um, go to the various states and the general voting public. Some people like yourself pay close attention to all aspects of the political process as well as the legal process. I'm sure there's voters out there who will not know much about this story. We're going to say, well, gee, if they want Trump off the ballot, he must have done something really bad. I don't get it. But if he's off the ballot, boy, I can't vote for him because it sounds like he's been up to something. You know, how many votes will, will be lost right. because of the negative optics and the overwhelmingly negative press coverage that this will generate and you know depending on your network of choice you'll either hear that this is the the biggest um miscarriage of justice in this century and you'll go to flip the dial and you hear that this is the greatest preservation of democracy ever um informed voters will know what to do with this information you know voters who are less well informed um I don't know how we calculate what that does um, to the um, electoral maps around the country, but um, I'm just astonished that this uh, Colorado went in the direction they did. I mean, I guess the more you look into their court and how political it is, maybe it's not a surprise, Hmm. but from somebody looking in from afar, it's, it's, um, unbelievably astonishing that they would do this folks we speak with our legal expert it's attorney tim dot tim um if you were to give some legal advice to rudy giuliani what what might it be regarding his situation in the state of georgia um search around for countries with non-extradition treaties i don't know i mean he's got to take an appeal He's got to move uh, for a new trial. He's got to move legally for um, a motion to decrease the awards here. The jury in this case, uh, regarding these two um, um, election day poll workers, um, the jury awarded way more than even the prosecutors were suggesting was appropriate. Um, Each of these two individuals got... $20 $20 million for their emotional distress, plus an additional $16 million for the defamation, plus an aggregate between the two of them of $75 million in punitive damages. Now, punitive damages, as we've discussed many times, is to punish the wrongdoer, right. to send a message out to the world that this type of conduct is unacceptable And we're going to punish you. We're going to make an example of you um, to dissuade people in the future from doing something the same or similar. Um, $75 million if you were, let's say, um, um, Microsoft might not be a big number. $75 million for a private citizen is 
it, it's not a proportionate response to um, Rudy's ability to pay. Typically, before there's um, an award of punitive damages, the jury gets to have information about the financial wherewithal. So if you're suing Ford Motor Company for a product defect, in order to appropriately make an award of punitive damages, if the jury sees fit to do that, you got to have some idea of the value or the assets of the defendant so you know what's an appropriate penalty. You know, if you if you gave Rudy, if you whacked Rudy for, let's say, $10 million in punitive damages, that may well be all the money he's got in the world. If you whacked Ford Motor Credit, um, Ford Motor Company, not credit, Ford Motor Company, $10 million, that's nothing to them. Um, so it seems that the numbers here are disproportionate to reality. And it seems to me that the judge should either reduce these awards on his or her own, or Rudy should move for a new trial. And if he doesn't get a new trial, and if the judge won't reduce the awards, Rudy's got to appeal um, and look for a determination that there were errors made during the trial, which resulted in such um, disproportionately huge um, awards for compensatory damages and the punitive damage award. It this seems way outside the scope of what's reasonable under the circumstances. Should he have been whacked for the damages he caused to these people? Based on the evidence that was presented, apparently so. Right. And Rudy kind of made his own bed here because he didn't testify. No. And further, this was a defaulted case. The plaintiff's attorneys had made numerous discovery requests to answer questions where did you get the information? Who provided the information? Who did you tell the information to? What's the source? You know, what's your research? All things to get into what Rudy knew at the time he made these statements. Rudy never responded to these uh, discovery requests. If you don't comply with discovery requests after the court orders you to do so, ultimately you're defaulted. Then it's only a question of damages. So. Rudy sort of put himself in this position, uh, probably presuming or calculating I'm going to get whacked here for a jury award, but I'm sure he never thought it would be $148 million. Uh, <clears throat> folks, quick break. Much more ahead, our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on The John DePietro Show. This is John DePietro. Thank you for listening to the show. And Merry Christmas to you, your family, on this December 2023. Merry Christmas, one and all. Propane Plus. Call them today, Heating and Cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209, in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359, the Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on propane plus. We're speaking with our legal expert. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, closer to home, Brown University. Last time you had students that were trespassing, stayed in the president's office past uh, whatever the time the building closes, 5, 530. They were arrested. The school said, okay, you know, this time around we'll get, this time we, they dismissed the charges. This time around 
not so fast for the 41 that were recently arrested. Yes, and good for Brown. I don't think they sh- if if they dismissed again, they'd just be asking for more um, upheaval on campus. So Brown has indicated so far that they're not going to dismiss the charges. Of course, the the charges are, I believe, petty misdemeanors, which will have um, consequences, which will probably be a filing for these people. If they stay out of trouble, it would be expunged from their record, or perhaps they'd get probation, which is also expungeable. So none of these people are likely to wind up with a criminal conviction on their record. They're likely to admit to what they did, agree to stay out of trouble for a year, and this event would be expunged from their record. Much like with um, Senator Miller went into court, pled guilty, got a year filing, and in a year that'll be expunged from his record like it never happened. Similar uh, result will probably happen for these defendants unless they want to show trial, unless they want to go forward and, you know, try to get more publicity by insisting on trying their cases. Um, actions have consequences. Yep. Uh, these, these, these students knew exactly what they were doing. I'm sure they presumed they would be arrested. I'm sure they assumed they would get the publicity that they are, in fact, getting. Um, to get their message out about what type of companies they want Brown to divest from. They want, you know, pull all of their investments in these various companies which provide war materials for Israel. And if they're willing to subject themselves to arrest and the consequences of a criminal prosecution or criminal disposition, then... That's what they're willing to do. Just like when people chain themselves to, um, you know, governmental facilities and try to resist arrest. There's any number of circumstances where people know they're going to get arrested, almost want to get arrested for the publicity and for trying to prove their point. Um, it's a low-risk gamble for the students because the ultimate result when they go through the criminal process um it's not going to disturb their lives in any way. Right. Two, uh, two cases in Massachusetts, Tim Dodd. One we're going to be paying attention to, I think, quite a bit next year, and that'll be the Karen Reed case. But for Turtle Boy, the blogger, um, now this is just coming down, but he's, he's now apparently facing more indictments of witness intimidation. As much as Tim Dodd, you know, people have kind of been trying to dismiss this as like a freedom of the press. Um, you tell me, but I mean, these seem... Tell us about it being switched to, I believe, Superior Court. And th- these are serious charges that he's going to have to deal with in the court system. Yeah, I mean, he's got some felony charges in here now, which removes everything that was happening in the district court now to Superior Court. My understanding, he's got approximately 16 counts of witness intimidation, uh, conspiracy to commit witness intimidation. And I think a new charge is um, picketing a witness. So, you know, when you stand out in front of somebody's house with either signs or a bullhorn demanding that the witness come out and talk to the media or demanding that the witness change their story or in any way threatening the witness, um, again, you can say anything you want. You've got free speech, but that speech has consequences. Right. So this turtle boy guy um, has been allegedly doing these things, um, intimidating witnesses, harassing witnesses. Um, Once he does that, there are criminal consequences. And it's different if neighbor A goes to neighbor B and starts with a bullhorn saying, you know, you're a terrible neighbor. Why don't you cut your grass? That's a different, different situation than when someone is trying to intimidate a witness in a criminal trial. Uh, The law is um, pretty um, strong on protecting witnesses who are going to be testifying in a criminal case from this type of intimidation. The system can't tolerate it. Yeah. Also, uh, Tim Dodd, authorities seek charges against 28 accused of buying sex from those high-end Cambridge 
Watertown brothels. Federal task force is actually seeking criminal charges. This um, this case is not going away, and um, and it's just seemingly is a matter. What what direction are they going here? <laughs> and this is unbelievable. So this is a high end brothel, as you say. Yep. Um, it was run up and down the East Coast, I guess, in, in the Boston area, as far down as D.C. Apparently, names have not yet been released, but there's elected officials. Um, you know, I'm sure a number of high-profile people who are going to get jammed up in this thing. This was allegedly a high-profile um, service uh, um, catering to discriminating, you know, um, powerful people yep. to, to, to get admitted to have um, an interaction with these sex workers you had to provide your name your address a color photo uh, your email address your phone number and other identifying material wow so it's all there so when these businesses now get raided and when the proprietors flip on everyone who came, be, you know, in through this service, they got everybody. They yeah. got pictures. They got dresses. They have emails. They got everything. So if you're an individual who frequented one of these places and you provided all this information so that you could be vetted that you were an appropriate person to um, participate. Be a with, client. With, sure. To be a client, I mean, you're screwed. I don't yeah. know. That's the, I think that's the legal definition. You're screwed. Um, the real question will be, what type of evidence do they have? You know, will the sex workers be testifying? Right. Um, will these folks be able to get off the hook, much like the way Bob Kraft was that's able right. to get off the hook? Um, what were the circumstances that led to this um business being investigated um it sounds like this case was much better put together than the case that was going on down in florida when right. craft got jammed up a few years ago yeah. so if i if one were a client of this business one should be um quite concerned i would think finally the, tim media, Dodd. You, the media can't wait to yeah. get their hands on the list finally tim dodd um one more question on that. Is that a matter of, like, is is this a jail case or there's just the embarrassment that's going to come along with it? It's unlikely a jail case okay. for sure. Um, Texas governor signs bill that will let police arrest migrants. Now, people are always wondering how come illegals were all floating around the border. What are we to make of Governor Abbott? Is like, that's it. I've had it. This is crazy. Open border. It's a problem. We're just going to have our police start to arrest these people. Well, typically, you know, immigration issues, illegal entry into the country, et cetera, is a federal matter, and it's typically not put in the hands of the state. Um, I think Abbott has come up with a unique way to go at this. Um, I'm not sure his officers do have the authority to, um, once they arrest somebody who is, I guess, shown to be here illegally, if they have the power to send them back over the border to, to let's say, Mexico. Um, Abbott announced this policy within the last couple of days. Already the ACLU is in court, along with other um, immigration rights groups, challenging the legality of what Abbott is proposing. Um, I have a feeling that what Abbott is proposing will not sustain judicial scrutiny because the state is attempting to usurp authority, which is appropriately in the hands of the feds. I, I just don't see that he's going to win on the law here. Uh, he might get votes because people say, yeah, finally somebody's doing something. Yep. But I, I, the, at first blush, I don't think that his his law that's been enacted is going to stand up to a constitutional test. Conversely, President Trump talks about if he gets back into office, he will institute uh, mass deportations. The federal government, Tim Dodd, sounds like they would have the power to enforce this far more than obviously just local law enforcement. 
Well, yes, you're right. If, if the feds get involved and it's a federal policy, then it would have a lot more um, enforceability. When a state is attempting to usurp what is um, a federal function, um, that's where I think Abbott will ultimately run into trouble. Folks, again, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, Merry Christmas. I want to thank you for uh, all your guidance this year. We're a week out of surgery. I hope I sound okay. And um, obviously, we'll talk before the new year, but Merry, Merry Christmas, and everyone appreciates your keen uh, legal insight. Well, thank you, John, and I hope you're feeling better. Um, I know you're in good hands up there in Boston, and I'm sure you'll be back to 100% soon. And likewise, I wish you and your family and all your listeners a very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk soon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Someone who, um, I don't know, I think he speaks out. I'm impressed with the position he's taken on things is this Senator uh, John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. He was on CNN uh, with Jake Tapper and was talking about division within the Democrat Party. I want to play some of this. Among uh, young voters uh, when it comes to Israel's war against Hamas, 72% of young voters, according to this new poll, disapprove of how President Biden is handling the Israel-Hamas war. You've been very vocal in your full support for Israel. I see the Israeli flag behind you in your office there. You've been very clearly arguing that Hamas bears responsibility for the tragedy of what's going on in Gaza. Why do you think so many younger people, especially in your party, see it differently? I, I really, I really don't, I really don't know. Uh, I, I do know that a lot of people are getting their perspective from TikTok. And I think if you're kind of getting your perspective on the world on TikTok, it's going to tend to be kind of warped or not reflective of the, the history and, and actually the way things absolutely are. And what is very clear is, is that Hamas started this and they actually broke the, the ceasefire and they attacked uh, and murdered uh, babies, children, women, uh, attacked a, a music uh, uh, concert and everything it's 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 outrageous and from from now on um it's been very clear that that israel would very much want there to be peace but they've made it very clear that after october 7th that that's just not possible so long as hamas is allowed to uh exist on immigration uh, which is a big uh, issue going on in the senate right now you recently said quote i hope democrats can understand that it isn't xenophobic to be concerned about the border unquote you know, another great quote. He's exactly right. Boy, Fetterman, he is, um, this guy, he's new in office. He certainly had some health problems. But that is um, is just re remarkable. And what I find remarkable is that he's not afraid to speak out on it. And then it's making news because he is speaking out on it. But it 100% makes sense with he's right that doesn't mean you're racist that you want the border shut down those are some of the talking points of the rhode island democrat party and the national party now i want you to hear you just heard senator fetterman now listen to the least impressive person that holds office right now vice president harris Listen, here's some sound of Harris trying to talk about this stuff. We do also need to focus on what is happening now toward what is possible and, and, and should be possible the day after, as we call it. Uh, Lawrence, as you know, I was in Dubai recently meeting with a number of leaders, including many Arab leaders, to talk about our commitment as the United States to a two-state solution and a commitment to doing the hard work that that will require to get to a place where we, for the principles that we have stated, um, will insist there be no reoccupation of Gaza by the Israelis. There will be no forced displacement of Palestinians. But we work toward equal measures of security, prosperity, and freedom for Israelis and for Palestinians. And so that is a big part of our goal at this point as well, which is to do what is possible to lay the pathway for that possibility and that goal. Empty words, total empty suit. Um, I would challenge you to find someone less impressive than her. We need to work towards what's happening the day after. What a joke. Just remember, something happens to Biden. 
she's the president. And no one wants that. This is her talking about the upcoming election. Lawrence, this is the funny. election of a lifetime. You know, every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. I mean the most. This one is. Election. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. I mean, uh, there's just nobody, nobody weaker than that. That is the vice president of the United States. She should not be the vice president. Who is going to vote for Biden-Harris? It's like McKee and Matos. That Of course there's problems in the state. They don't belong in charge. They don't have the ability. Governor McKee and his lieutenant governor pick are so far in over their head. You know, anyone that's listening right now, if you've ever run a business... Maybe you'd like to give bonuses, and maybe you'd like to take a vacation, and maybe you'd like to do all these different things. But then you realize that you need to get your trucks repaired, and you need to get new machinery, and you need to get some upgrades into your structural of how you're running your business. Those are business decisions. Those are responsible business decisions. What you have... Governor McKee and Matos, they're, they're ill-equipped. And I don't want to hear about democracy. This isn't even democracy. They don't belong there. Special interests, the unions, with all their ballot harvesting, is what put them over the top. That This isn't democracy. What would I want? I want a form of democracy that Helena Folks won the last election and is the governor, and Aaron Gukian won the last election as governor. They both won day of voting. And the only reason that they're not governor, lieutenant governor, is because of the, the loose ballot harvesting statutes and laws that Rhode Island allows. But this isn't a democracy. McKee shouldn't even be there. He's just a puppet for the special interest, totally in over his head. He hasn't earned the right to be there. He shouldn't be there. That's not even who the voters wanted. It's who the special interest wanted. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity, it's my health. It's all about your health. Local products. I say honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it in see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. This is John DePietro wishing all of our many listeners, you and your family, a very Merry Christmas. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. You know, one state that would really greatly be impacted by President Trump returning to office as far as immigration policy would obviously be that of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, specifically Rhode Island. 
that seems to embrace it more than anyone else. Listen to President Trump talk about his plans compared to what Governor McKee and Lieutenant Governor Matos have going right now. Listen to this. The largest deportation operation in America. Yep. We have, no, have no choice. Crooked Joe has left us no choice. They're coming in by the tens of men. They're coming in. I believe the number by the end of this administration will be at least 15 or 16 million people. They come from prisons. They come from mental institutions and insane asylums. Many are terrorists. They're catching record numbers of terrorists. But the ones that they don't catch, those are the bigger problems because they're coming in at levels that nobody's ever seen before. This is a problem that our country is going to have. We have to take care of it very quickly. And local law enforcement will help, and they'll help a lot. And I want to thank them. A lot of them are here. In fact, I shook so many hands of policemen and law enforcement. This hand. You know, they tend to have very strong hands. And when you shake hundreds of them, they have very, very powerful hands. Sir, thank you very much. Ah, thank you, sir. One guy's fingers like sausages. Sir, do you mind if I shake your hand? Absolutely. And he's crying a little bit, you know, because he's happy. He hasn't cried since he was about uh, one month old. Sir, do you mind if I shake? We have to save our country. May I shake your hand, sir? Yes, you go. But that's okay. We do it. We do it for our country. And our country will pay a big price for this madness if we do not do what we have to do. We have to clean up our country. We have to get all the criminals. We have so many criminals being dumped into our country. I read an article recently in a paper. It's a fake newspaper, but I assume the article was true. Most of them are, unfortunately. Look at it back there. But most of them are. And it was by a man and about a man who runs a mental institution in South America. And by the way, they're coming from all over the world. They're coming from Africa, from Asia, all over. But this happened to be in South America. And he was sitting, a picture was sitting, reading a newspaper, sort of leisurely. And they were asking him, what are you doing? He goes, I was very busy all my life. I was very proud. I worked 24 hours a day. I was so busy all the time. But now I'm in this mental institution where he's been for years. And I'm in the mental institution. And, and I worked very hard on my patients. But now we don't have any patients. They've all been brought to the United States, okay? This weird new tool is You know, is think self- of that, and that is <clears throat> a good example. Now, there's also, um, this is something we're going to check in with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, and the fact that this Texas law that has changed, where now they are going to allow in Texas um, where law enforcement, the Texas governor signed a bill, let's police arrest migrants who enter the, enter the U.S. illegally. So Greg Abbott, Republican governor of Texas, approved sweeping new powers, allows police to arrest illegals who cross in and gives local judges authority to order them to leave the country. Testing the limits how far a state can go to enforce immigration laws. Is this good for Texas? It's really good for Texas. Is this good for states that would pick this up The law, which would take effect in March, allows any Texas law enforcement officer to arrest them entering the country illegally. Once in custody, they could either agree to a Texas judge's order to leave or be prosecuted, but it's misdemeanor charges of illegal entry. Migrants who don't leave could face arrest again under more serious felony charges. But my fear would be, where do you think they would end up? Something like that. What what state would they want to go to where they would be welcomed? And you guessed it. It would be the sanctuary state of McKeon Matos. Folks, these two, the twins of deception, um, them in power is, is the opposite of law and order. And a Trump presidency would fully, fully show everyone just how inept they are. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. (laughs) 
you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today, all your plumbing needs, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work, guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153 JMB Plumbing and look for them on Facebook. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational umbrella any other protection for your assets rhode island of massachusetts shopper insurance agency your agency of choice call today set up a meeting they're so knowledgeable can have everything under one roof call shopper insurance today 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One Stop Insurance Solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video, it has links to on the scene live stream. Remember, there's no vo uh, vowel I. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, dpetro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me. dpetro.com, log on, and then links to Facebook and YouTube, everything we have. It's all waiting for you right there at the website.